church. I'll be reading scripture from Ephesians 6 and the 20th verse. For which I am an ambassador in bounds, that therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearers and doers of his word. service. Bless the pastor as he brings the word to us. Lord, we pray for our, our state and local leaders and our national leaders as well. Again, we ask that you just bless this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Anybody love the Lord this morning? Anybody really love the Lord this morning? Come on, come on, tell the Lord you love him. Tell the Lord you love him. Lord, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. We're going to go into a period of worship, a deep, intimate worship, and we invite you to do what you need to do to worship. Some of you may want to sit, and that's fine. Some of you may want to continue standing. That's fine. Whatever you need to do, amen, you do that so that we can worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. Amen. I just going to let the other worshipers come in at this time because we don't want anybody to miss out. Amen. On what God is doing in this sanctuary. Amen. Amen. If you really love him this morning, come on, let's tell the Lord. Let's sing this love song to him. Lord, I love you. We magnify your name. We magnify your name. You're worthy. You're worthy. Love for me will never change. Love for me will never change. You're worthy. You're worthy. You wash my sins away. You wash my sins away. Every day. Now sing that in parts. Jesus, I love you. With my own. Yes, 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 yes. It's all right to love on him. Let's say that again. Come on, we magnify your name. sins away Say that again. 
brighten up my day. For you wipe my tears away. For you wipe my tears away. You're worthy. You're worthy. Now watch this. Because you died for me. Because you died for me. I have the victory. I have the victory. Jesus. Jesus, I love you. Yeah. Now let's love on him. reading this morning it gives strength to the weary and increase the power of the weak even you grow tired and weary and young men stumble but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint for the Lord your God is he that goeth with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. 
I pray that these words will serve you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Minister Music is coming now. Amen. To direct us in our congregational hymn, Victory is Mine. Amen. Let's sing it like we got victory this morning. Victory is mine. Amen. church business meeting will take place on September the 19th at 6 p.m. here in the sanctuary as well. All members are encouraged to attend. K-Chapel, you may not be aware, but there is a living legend among us. Last week during the National Baptist Convention in New Orleans, our very own Brother Beret Thickpin was honored by the Music and Worship Arts Auxiliary as a living legend in celebration of his service and commitment to the music and arts ministry for more than 40 years. Congratulations, Brother Thickpin. We could not agree more that you are indeed a living legend. 
And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week. Amen. Let the church say amen. Anybody know the Lord is good this morning? Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. What a mighty, mighty good God we serve. We did enjoy spending time on last week in New Orleans with our National Baptist Convention. Had a wonderful week. And as you have heard, one of our own, our own minister of music, uh, was awarded uh, the great uh, award as a living legend. Amen. For 40 plus years of service uh, in the music ministry. Amen. Right here at K Chapel. But not only sharing his gift here, but all throughout the state of Mississippi. And so it is our honor to present to him the plaque that was presented. Uh, it reads as follows, National Baptist Convention USA Incorporated, Dr. Jerry Young, President, Music and Worship Arts Auxiliary, Angelique Banks Coleman, President, presented to Beret Thickpin for 40 or more years of faithful service to God and his church in the area of music and worship. Given this third day of September 2019, it reads from the scripture, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and the love you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help them. Hebrews 6 and 10. Won't you stand to your feet and thank our living legend, Brother Beret Thickpen. mighty good God we serve. Amen. 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 I know it is on some of your minds, many of your minds, uh, the, the devastation that has happened uh, because of the hurricane, Hurricane Dorian, and to our brothers and sisters in the Bahamas, and as it is our heart uh, to minister to those in need, I know it is our uh, wish and desire to do that. I do want to let you know that our national convention uh, is making plans to do that, and we've been asked as a local congregation uh, to, to, to follow the leadership of our national organization, which means uh, we're being asked to hold up until they get ahead of, don't get ahead of your national organization. Amen? Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Amen. <laughs> so since we've been asked to do that, we're going to uh, give them the opportunity to take the lead in this and show us uh, what, what best, how best uh, we can be of, of, of ministry to our brothers and sisters. Uh, we want to give them the opportunity to do just that. And as soon as we know uh, what we're being asked to do, we will share that information with you. Until then, we do know this. Let's pray. Amen? We do know this. Let us pray. Let us pray. And we do believe that, uh, that our convention will move with expediency uh, as we know that the need is great uh, in, that, in that part of the world. So let us pray for our brothers and sisters uh, that God's grace and mercies will be multiplied unto them at this time. Amen? God bless you and God keep you as I pray. Good morning. Congratulations, Brother Thigpen, on well-deserved. Well, we reached this part of our program where we have the opportunity to give to those that may be a little less fortunate than we are, and that's through our benevolent offering here at Cade Chapel. 
Now, if the Lord's been good to you, you need to be good to somebody else. Amen. Now, now if, he, if he ain't been good to you, now you just be stingy. And I, I guarantee you, you get stingy back. Amen. But if you've been good, you need to be good to somebody else. Amen. All right. So as the choir began to sing a song, and I believe, and we ask that the ushers please come at this time and serve and do what you're supposed to do. Amen.
Heavenly Father, we give thanks for all that you have done for us and continue to do for us through the gifts of your spirit. You welcome us as part of your family and as members of your household. Help us always to show our gratitude, not only through these gifts, but also through our acceptance of others as a welcoming and loving community of faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Our God awesome. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? You know, the atheist asked the question, said, what you gonna do if you die and find out there's not a God? I asked him, I said, what you gonna do if you die and find out there is a God? <laughs> right now, we're gonna ask if all of our visitors will stand, please. Will all visitors stand, please? Come on, I see you over there. <laughs> on behalf of our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, our pastor emeritus, Reverend Horace Buckley, and the entire K Chapel family, we want to thank you for coming today to visit with us. We know you could have gone somewhere else. If you're looking for a church home, you don't have to look any further. But if you're just visiting, whenever your schedule will allow you to come back, come back and visit with us. And before you sit down, we're going to give you something you can't get nowhere but right here at K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church.
at this point in our service each Sunday, you receive information on those people that are in need of your prayers, phone calls, support, just whatever that need is. We're going to ask that you continue to pray for the Lynn, Miller, and Foster families. There will, there will be a memorial service for their loved one, Mrs. Will, Willette Lynn, here at Cade Chapel on next Saturday, September 14th at 1 p.m. Also, Deaconess Jerry Thornton and Carolyn Bowman are in need of your continued prayers as they funeralize their loved one, Miss Barbara Jean Edwards, on this past Friday. Sister Frances Dunn is asking for your continued prayers for her brother, Mr. James C. Gilmore. The Cheatham family is also asking for your prayers of their daughter, Jennifer Cheatham, who's in the St. Dominic's Hospital. And also stay in prayer for Sister Eletha Lewis. Now we have recovering at home, Sister Lucille Green, who just happened to be in service this morning at eight o'clock, Brother Kenneth Williams, Sister Dorothy Aldrich, Mother Triplett, Sister Audrey Harrell, Sister Vera Collins, and as always, Brother Fred Gross. I have a couple of cards here and I note that says, please be in prayer for the Gaddis, Clark, and Monacure family. Sister Monica's niece, Tawanda Gaddis, husband passed on Friday night. Please be in prayer for that family. And also, we have a card from Lily Naylor that says, thank you so much for the prayer support that was shown during such a difficult time. May God continue to bless Kate Chapel. Love, Lily Naylor. And we're going to ask that you, for further uh, notifications of people that are sick, we have people that have been ill long-term, and that is listed on the back of your uh, uh, program. Don't forget the sick and shut-in people. As I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can, and each day thank God that you can. Amen? Amen. Well, it's tithes and offering time. Now that's the spirit I need to hear this morning. Everybody's supposed to be joyful this morning when it's tithes for offering time. But give back to the Lord so he'll bless you and continue abundantly. It's time now to bless the Lord through our giving, church. We understand that fully worship God includes offering. Here at Cade Chapel, there's three reasons why we give. First, we give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. Secondly, we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provision in our lives. Thirdly, we give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. Now, there are several ways that you can give. You can give either by the traditional way, by using the envelope, <clears throat> or and using the Cade Chapel app. And for those of you that may be watching from live stream, you also have the opportunity to give either by the Cade Chapel app or by using the number that's on your stream. So now let's hear the spoken word from God. 
It says, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put your hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides all your need and our, for our enjoyment. Now that's God's word from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. So now, that's God's word for God's people.
trusting him this morning trusting him with your life trust him to make major decisions trust him with your career trust him with your family trust him with your relationship anybody here trusting him this morning he said I'll stay with you always I'll be with you always. I'll even fight for you always. But, but you got to trust me. affirmation after me. I'm about to hear God's holy word concerning my life. My mind is focused. My ears are open. My heart is ready. My soul is thirsty. Now preach, preacher. Amen. If you will turn with me to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter number three, chapter number three. Verse 20, I want to thank the deacons. You did exactly what I asked you to do. It's just that I asked you to do the wrong thing. Amen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. I gave you 6 and 20. You'll see later on in the sermon why I gave you that. But Ephesians 3 and 20, these words are recorded. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly, Above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Amen. That's enough right there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Father, as you and your Son in spirit are one, allow now your servant, your word, and your wisdom to become one. We may affirm the eminence of your kingdom 
the power of your spirit and the lordship of your son. I trust you now for preaching. God, my mind and my mouth for a few moments that I may be able to think your thoughts and clearly articulate your words. Touch, strengthen, and save in accordance to your will for us this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to continue in our series of sermons, Amazing God, Awesome You, Amazing God, Awesome You, Amazing God, Awesome You. And I want to talk this morning from the subject, The Power Within. The Power Within. Be powerful. The Power Within. This morning, I want to challenge and charge you. I want to challenge and charge each of you to live your awesome life. That's right, that's right, that's right. Live your awesome life. Whether you believe it or not, whether you believe it or not, you are awesome. You're awesome not, not, not because of anything innate about you, but you're awesome because God made you that way. You're awesome because of what God put inside of you. And I want to challenge you this morning to live up to your full potential, to live out your purpose of awesomeness, live in the fullness of who God created you to be. Live your awesome life. Because too often we let God's best pass us by, thinking it to be too great for us to accomplish or too far out of reach or too much for us to manage or too big for us to take on. And rather than living out God's purpose, we settle for what we can see ourselves doing. Rather than living out God's purpose, we, we settle for who we see our, ourselves becoming. Rather than fulfilling our highest purpose, we settle for what we can imagine ourselves doing. Or we settle for the images that others have created of us and live their dream. In other words, we, we're living out somebody else's dream about ourselves. In so doing, we miss the fullness of who God created us to be and all that God has created us to do. So I want to challenge you this morning. Rather than looking at and settling for that which you can easily imagine, that which you can easily take on, that which makes you most comfortable, I want to challenge you to live out your awesome life. Let's see if I can make this plain because you're looking at me like you don't really understand. God, God has given some of you very special gifts, very special skills, very special wisdom, and very special talents to be leaders in your field. God has gifted some of us to be innovators. He's gifted some of us to be entrepreneurs. And instead of doing that, you're working for somebody when you should be. Mm. You're not talking to me right now. He's actually gifted you to be your own boss. But being your own boss means stepping out on faith and doing something that's a little shaky. Amen. 
and you're wondering, Lord, if I do that, how am I going to make ends meet? How am I going to live the life that I want to live? How am I going to be in the places that I want to be? And, and I stopped by to challenge you and charge you this morning, live your awesome life. See, because if you did things the way that you really are gifted to do them, you would have a different standard about how it's being done. You would approach it with a different philosophy. You would have a different agenda with different motives and a different mindset, which would yield a different outcome. If you could do what you do in the way that you do it with your values and your vision aligned, it would be transformative not only for you, but for those who you serve. But in order to do that, you've got to live your awesome life. And the challenge this morning, the charge this morning comes to us from Ephesians 3 and 20. When Paul writes these words, now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all you can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Now unto God who is able, watch this, to do more than you can think, imagine, or ask according to the power that he already put inside of you. God is able to do for you and with you and through you more than you even imagine yourself doing. According, watch this, to the power that he already placed inside of you. These words are written by the Apostle Paul, and initially you might be thinking that Paul can't be writing these kind of motivational words to inspire us in our own professional lives, but he absolutely is doing so, and he uses himself as a case study to make the very point. But when we contextualize these words in the life of Paul, they make sense coming from his, pen, from his pen because throughout his ministry, Paul is having to defend himself. He constantly has to provide evidence of his conversion from a man previously known as Saul of Tarsus to a man who now ministers as Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. Paul understands that his ministry will be met with great scrutiny and skepticism. And so he does not dodge this in any of his epistles. In 1 Corinthians 15 uh, verse 9, Paul writes, For I am the least of the apostles that am not meet to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. Paul said, I know you don't understand it. In fact, I don't even understand it. And the only reason I'm here today is because of his grace. Because of his grace. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12, he goes on, he says it again. Basically, he says, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who hath enabled me for that he counted me faithful, putting me into ministry, into the ministry, who was before a blasphemer and a persecutor and injurious, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. He even later on in that very chapter calls himself the chiefest of sinners, underscoring the fact that he started this ministry being with a great deficit and a great disadvantage that should have disqualified him, but God said yes. And even in this text, Paul again writes in verse 7, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 7, he defends his ministry saying, I was made a minister. 
according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Paul says this, listen, he says, listen, I know, I know, I know it's hard for y'all to understand how I got here and how I'm doing, what I'm doing. He says, I don't even understand it because when I look back over my life, I don't have a reason to be standing here. The only way I can explain it is that God's grace God has been gracious to me. God has placed me in this ministry. God has allowed me to move on with my life. He says, and I pray that you let me minister to you because what God is doing through me is going to bless you if you can get past my past. Now, there's some folk who can't get past your past. They, they will make your past your present. They will keep your past in front of you. But Paul says, listen, my past is in the past. In fact, I'm forgetting those things that are behind me, and I'm moving forward to those things that are before me. I'm pressing for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And the only way I can do that is because he's working inside of me. The only way I can do that is because of the power that's working inside of me. Power, watch this. Power to let go of my failures. Power not to be held hostage by what I did wrong. Power to get up and go on with my life when other people question and wonder who does he think he is now. Power to live out the fullness of my purpose even though others are stuck in my past. Power! Paul says, I'm living my awesome life because he's given me the power to do that. That's my prayer for us. That we live out the awesome lives that God has given us. Yes, there would forever be a question mark that Paul would have to answer. But Paul said, my best answer, my best answer that I can give you is now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly. Paul Paul, who do you think you are? Now unto him who is able. I know who I am. I know who I was. But I also know who I'm becoming. Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all I can ask or imagine concerning us. What God is able to do with us, through us, and for us is because of the power working in us. Did you hear what I said? What God is able to do with us, for us, and through us is all because of the power working in us. Paul says the only way I could become an apostle of Jesus Christ is because there's power working inside of me. The only way I could preach the gospel of Jesus Christ is because there's power working inside of me. The only way that I'm able to go before the Gentiles and preach the name of Jesus is because there is power working inside 
of me. The word power, the word power, the Greek word for power is dunamis. Dunamis, dunamis is the word from which is derived dynamite in English. Dynamite means it's explode. Paul says, listen, you've got explosive power. Every believer of Jesus Christ has explosive power inside and with explosive power, you can blow some stuff up. With explosive power, you can blow up some negative self-images. With explosive power, you can blow up stuff that have kept you down. With explosive power, you can get past the systems and, and the issues and, and, and the problems that have kept you stuck in your path. With explosive power. power that's working on the inside that means you've got power to live up to your potential power to live in accordance to God's holy will power power watch this power to love your enemies power power to forgive folk who hurt you Yeah, yeah po power to demonstrate mercy, power to overcome your obstacles, power to conquer your giants, power to be quiet when you want to talk, power to talk when you want to be quiet, power to be still when you want to move, power, power to move when you want to be still, power, power to fight injustice, power to stand for righteousness, power to push, power to study, come here students, power to learn, power to pass your test, power to master your subject, power to resist peace pressure, power to keep your hormones in check, power to obey your parents, power to live holy, power to be sanctified, power to be power. Power, power. He gives us power to be all that he has called us to be. Come here, husbands. Power to love your wives. Power to honor her. Power to cherish her. Power to treasure her. Come here, wives. Power to respect your husband. Power to submit to him. Oh, don't get quiet now. Power. He gives us power. Power to be all that he has called us to be. And watch this. Every born again believer has it. You have the power to live an awesome life. You have the power to leave this sanctuary and walk in awesomeness. To go back home and establish an awesome family. Ah, oh, y'all ain't talking to me. To go to work tomorrow and everything around you and everything that you touch drips with awesomeness. To, to, to go to work and folk wonder what happened to you. Oh, oh, I just discovered I'm awesome. And it don't matter what you think about me because I know who. I know who I am and I know what God has done in my life. He's awesome. He's amazing and I'm awesome. And I'm awesome not because of who I am but because of whose I am. And the power of God is working on the inside. Well, 
What power is working on the inside? A few things, I'm going to let you go. A few things that every believer has. First of all, every believer has the power of the word to guide. The power of the word to guide. The word of God, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. The word of God is not just good reading. This is not something you read to go to sleep at night. It's, it's not a good book just yet to pass time. But the word of God is the living word. Which means that if it's alive, that, that it must have implication and application for my life. The, the word of God should not lay dormant. But, but, but because I, I read somewhere that in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And John says in chapter 4 and verse number 14, and the word became flesh. Which means that when I read this word, it, it ought to become something in me. It, it, it shouldn't just stay on the pages of the Bible, but it ought to be lived through my action. It ought to be heard in my language. It ought to be felt in my relationships. It ought to be demonstrated in my behavior. The word of God is a living word. Living word. Living word. Paul writes... In 1 Thessalonians 2 and 13, he says, For this cause also thank we God calls with, without ceasing, because when ye received the word of God which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, watch this, which worketh, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Well, look at that. The word of God works in you that believe. The word of God works in you that believe the word of God works in you that believe is not just something you read it's something that you allow to work y'all ain't talking to me it's something that works in you the word of God ought to work some stuff out of you and it ought to work some stuff into you Y'all ain't talking to me. It ought to work some ugliness out and work some beauty in. It ought to work some unrighteousness out and work some righteousness in. It ought to work some unholiness out and work some holiness in. It works in us. The question is, are you letting the word work? Are you allowing the word of God to work? To work. To work. To work in you. The writer of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews says, writes in chapter 4, verse 12, he says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piecing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints of marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Look at that. The word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. What, what, what is he saying? He's saying, listen, if you want to know who somebody is, you don't have to spend a whole lot of time trying to figure them out. You don't have to date them for six, eight months, wasting a whole lot of time, wasting your time in theirs. So if you want to know who they are, the word of God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents. Of the, what are you saying? I'm saying line them up with the word if you want to know who they are. 
line their behavior up with the word. If you want to know who they are, line their language up with the word. If you want to know who they are, line their motives up in the word. And if there is tension between them and the word, I, I think it was Maya Angelou who said, when somebody shows you who they are, you ought to believe them. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. When somebody shows you where they are and where they stand, if they cannot stand on the word of God, if their lifestyle does not line up with the word of God, you ought to believe what you see. They ain't lying. You might not want to believe it, but they're showing you exactly who they are. Do I have a witness in here? Yeah, 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 yeah. The word of God, the word of God is a power that is working inside of you. The psalmist declares in Psalm 119 and 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The word, in other words, is keeping me in his will and in his way. Jesus says in John 15 and 7, if ye abide in me and my word abides in you, you shall ask what ye will and it shall be done. In other words, listen, when God's word is inside of you, it works to produce his will in your life. Let the word work. And then I love what, what Paul finally writes later in Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6, he says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He instructs us to put on the whole armor of God. And then he says, with that armor, there are several pieces, but he ends by saying, take with you the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Do I have a Bible reader in here? He says, listen, because you got to understand that in your life and in this world, you're going to have to engage in some spiritual warfare. For we wrestle not against what flesh and blood, but against principalities, against spiritual wickedness in high places. But I've discovered, I've discovered that all spiritual wickedness is not in high places. There's some spiritual wickedness that's right in you. Oh, you didn't know I was going to say that. There's some spiritual wickedness that you got to deal with. There's, there's some hate in your heart that, that has to be surgered out. There's some, there's, some, there's some lust. There's some pride. There's some arrogance. There's some jealousy. There, there's some things in you that you got to put the sword of the Spirit to. Paul said, crucify yourself daily. Do I have a witness in here? Second thing, second thing, second thing, that every believer, every believer has the power of the gospel to save working on the inside. The power of the gospel to save. Three verses I want you to look at in, 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 in order here. Romans 1 and 16. Romans 1 and 16 says this. It says, for I am not ashamed, fellowship, of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of of God unto salvation. Look at that. I am not ashamed of the what? Gospel. For it is the what? Power. The gospel is the? The gospel is the? Power. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Stay right there. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18. 1 Corinthians 1 and 18 says, For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness. But unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. The preaching of the cross, that is the gospel. The gospel, the preaching of the cross is the power of God. 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy 1 and 8. Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the 
power of God. Over and over again, you see the gospel and the power of God connected. Over and over again, Paul says, the gospel is the power of God. Do I have a witness in here? And what Paul is saying is that as believers and as disciples of Jesus Christ, that we are messengers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And everywhere we go with the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ, there is also the power of God. That blessed my soul if it didn't bless nobody else. Wherever I go with the gospel inside of me, I also then have the power of God working with me. I wish I had a witness in this house. That means that where I speak the gospel, God's power is working with me. Do I have a witness in here? And listen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That is the gospel. All have sin and fallen short of the glory of God that is the gospel there is no other name under heaven whereby men shall be saved that is the gospel if a man be in Christ he is a new creature old things are passed away all things have become new that is the gospel yes if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved that is the gospel and wherever I have the gospel in me God's power is working through me every believer has the gospel inside and with the gospel inside watch this watch this the power of salvation is working with you what does that mean that means it that's why Paul says in one of his epistles he said listen when I came to you I did not come to you with excellency of speech he said, in other words, I recognize that, that getting you saved wasn't up to my oratorical skills. Getting you saved wasn't up to how well I put my words together. See, I didn't come to you making sure my subjects and verbs. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. He said, that, that wasn't on my mind. He said, I came to you with the power of God. Yeah, yeah. In other words, it wasn't up to me. It was up to God. And I need to tell somebody, you need to recognize that no matter how gifted you are, that at some point you got to recognize that it ain't about you. It's not about how well educated you are. It's not about your skill set. It's not about your talent. Thank God for all of that. But at some point, you got to know if it had not been for God. Making a way. If it had not been for God opening doors. I'm, I'm, I thank God for what he's given me. But, but I know that it's not because of me. But God has just been gracious moving through me. That's, that's why I said to 8 o'clock, preachers, preachers, we ought not ever get caught up in, in who we think we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When somebody tell you you preached a good sermon, the first thing you ought to say is, to God be the glory. Because I know, I know it ain't me. And the excellency of speech, whenever, whenever somebody say to you how well you ministered today and, and how blessed they were because of the music ministry, the first thing you ought to say. 
to God be the glory because I know we rehearsed and I know we put in the time, but it's some stuff that only the Holy Ghost could have put together. There's some chords that we didn't rehearse and somehow the Lord made sure. It's the power. The power of God. Third thing, third thing that every, every believer has. Every believer has the power of prayer to bless. The power of prayer to bless. James, James talks about it in James chapter 5 verse 16. says, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Then he goes on to talk about Elias. He said Elias was, was a man subject to like passions as are we. And, and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain. And it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months. And he prayed again. And the heaven gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. James says, listen, Elijah was a man just like you. And he prayed. And heaven stopped raining. He was a man just like you are a woman. And he prayed, and the heaven started raining again. Did, did you hear what I said? He, he was a human being just like us. And he prayed, and when he prayed, he could stop heaven, and he could open heaven. Watch this. And the same power of prayer is inside of you. Now, 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 if he could pray and stop rain, surely you could pray and stop some of the foolishness happening in your life. If he could pray and cause heaven to stop raining, look like we can pray and stop folk from shooting and killing each other. Mm. Y'all ain't talking to me. If he could pray and, and rain show up or rain leave for three and a half years, look like we ought to have some power to pray injustice away. To pray that our children are educated and educated well. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. But look, look like we ought to be able to pray and have effect in our prayer lives. Fourth thing, fourth thing, fourth thing. I'm hurrying to a close. Fourth thing that every believer, every believer, if you're born again, let me see all the born again folk. Okay. All of y'all have the power of the blood covering you. Y'all ain't talking to me. Uh, uh, everybody who raised their hand, we all have the power of the blood covering us yeah 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 we, we sing that song all the time the uh, the blood that that jesus shed for me way back on calvary the blood that gives me strength from day to day it will never lose ah yeah, yeah. It, it, it will never it will never it will never lose it's it reaches to the highest mountain, flows to the lowest valley, the blood that gives me strength from day to day. Now watch this, the, the songwriter said it was shed way back on Calvary. 
That's over 2,000 years ago. He said, but as I live right now, September 8, 2019, it gives me strength today. It gave me strength yesterday. It's going to give me strength tomorrow because it never, it never will lose its power. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, yeah, it keeps on giving me strength. Giving me strength to love how I ought to love it. It keeps on giving me power. Power, power to be the man I ought to be. It keeps on. Yeah, get, giving me, giving me, get over and over. Then watch this, watch this. If you want to understand about the covering power of the blood, you got to go back to the Old Testament. And you got to remember that when the children of Israel were ready to leave Egypt, Moses told them to kill a lamb. Get the blood from the lamb. Smear the blood on the doorpost. And when the angel came through that night, wherever he saw the blood, that angel would pass over. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, yeah, because he would pass over because the blood was covering. He said, everywhere I see the blood, I'm going to pass over. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm glad today that we have the blood that still covers us. The blood that still keeps us. The blood that still holds us. And when I plead the blood, I'm glad today that there's still some things that just pass. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. There's some things that could have took you out that didn't take you out because of the blood covering you. And it just passed passed over you that there's some things that could have meant your end that did not mean your end because the blood covered you and made it just there's some surgeries that could have been your last surgery it was a bloody mess but in the midst of that mess, there was some old blood that covered you, that allowed what could have taken you out to just pass over you. I don't know who I'm talking to today, but is there anybody here who can testify today that the blood still works I say the blood still works I'm 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 so glad today that the blood still works it still covers it still keeps 
it still protects. It still, yes, shields. Good God Almighty. I'm, I'm through when I tell you this, that, that every believer has the power of the Holy Ghost to help you. That, that's my last point. I'm out of here. The, every believer has the power of the Holy Ghost to help you. Yeah, yeah, if when you get home, you ought to read it in your Bible. It's in your Bible if you hadn't torn it out in the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 8. It, it says that, that, that you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Yeah, he said, and when you get that power, you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Do I have a witness here? Yeah, what Jesus is saying is there's some things that I got for you to do, but you can't do it in your own power. You've got to rely on the Holy Ghost power. And Jesus says, since I'm going to heaven, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. But I'm going to send a comforter to walk with you. I'm going to send a comforter to talk with you. I'm going to send a comforter to hold your hand. Is there anybody in here who can testify today that I got the Holy Ghost power? I got... Holy Ghost power and with the Holy Ghost I can walk right with the Holy Ghost I can talk right with the Holy Ghost I can love right with the Holy Ghost I can live right with the Holy Ghost I can forgive right say yes say yes. oh yeah Watch this. I can be all that God has called me to be. Not in my own power. But according to the power that's working inside of me. Can, 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 I, just, can I just testify this morning? Because I don't believe I'm by myself in here when I, when I say that, that if it were left up to my own power, there's some folk I would never forgive. Can I get some real Christians in this house? If it were left up to my own power, there's some folk I don't have any interest in loving. Oh, you can act holy all you want. If it was left up to my own power, it's, it's some folk I don't even want to deal with. But thank God. That is something within. The power that works inside of me. It says, no, I know what you would do. But it ain't about you. 
I'm going to give you the power to love them anyway. See, listen, y'all, this, no, this ain't no superficial stuff. You know, a few years ago, on a Wednesday, there was a terrible massacre in South Carolina. In the church, nine people were killed after Bible study. Somebody asked the question of those who were left in that grief and in that sorrow. Are you going to forgive the man that, that killed your loved ones? See, this one is this, this one, this one is real about being a Christian now. See, there ain't no fake stuff. What do I do with the, the fella who took my mama from me? How do I deal with the fella who, who took my preacher from me? And it was one, there was one young, young one man, young, young man whose, whose mother was killed. And his testimony was, we have to forgive. They asked him, they said, why you got to forgive? He said, because that's what Jesus told me to do. See, 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 that's when faith gets real, y'all. Because if you're honest about it, your flesh don't want to forgive at that moment. How do you forgive somebody who's stepped out on you? Broke the vow that they made. How do you love somebody after? After that. Yeah. yeah. See, you can shout, but when it gets real, and hear me, in this life at some point, it's going to get real. And when it gets real, here's the good news you have power that's working inside of you that will allow you to do that which you cannot do by yourself. Power working inside of you to give you strength to do what you cannot do by yourself. Oh, somebody here can testify to that. Yeah, because left up to you, you'd have been gone a long time ago. I ain't going to get in your business. <laughs> but thanks be to God that he gives us his power. Now, if you're here this morning, the doors of the church are open.
wherever you are, whoever you are. The good news this morning is that that power, the Holy Ghost power, rests here right now. There's one other power I didn't preach about, but you might as well know it. It's the power of the resurrection. Paul says, oh, that I might know him <laughs> and the power of his resurrection. If you're here this morning and you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to let you know he's alive and well. He's a risen Savior. And if you're here this morning, we invite you to come. Get to know him. Give your life to him. If you don't have a church home, we invite you to come. If you don't have a pastor, you don't have brothers and sisters to call your own, we invite you to come. Wherever you are, whoever you are, the doors of the church are open now. You come now. You come now. You come now.
we got a whole family, folks. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless I'm going to ask the Morrows and Brother Owens to stand. Amen. Amen. They're coming by Christian experience. Hallelujah. Bless his name. Bless All his of you name. have been baptized before. Yes. You have been a member of a church before. Yes. If this church accepts you as a member, are you willing to work with us? Yes. Are you willing to study with us? Yes. Sunday school, right? <laughs> Amen. We're going to ask that you go with Brother Campbell and Sister Foster that you be scheduled for your orientation classes. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's Amen. bless the Lord, Kate. Let's bless the Lord for this. Amen. Amen. And Sister Hodge comes with a statement. Yes. Okay. I would like to say to the church and to the pastor, yes, we are covered under the blood. On Friday, as you know, my husband can't see and I asked him, we were at the railroad crossing, you think we ought to go around? He said, no, we got time, just sit here. But me being who I am, I decided I saw a hole I could get through. I said, well, I think I'll go through that hole. Just as I turned to go through that opening, somebody came down through California flying, our cars met. And the only thing was between us was our headlights. We came that close to having a head-on collision. I know without a doubt, God stopped that car. We stopped on a dime. We will forever love the Lord because he loves us. Do pray for me as I do all the driving. It shook my husband up because he didn't know what was going on and he was very very sore yesterday but I said Lord we got to go tell it Amen. don't get impatient Amen. God was testing Amen. my patience when you see something and you need to stand still stand still Amen. thank you Amen. Amen, amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. I heard a man saying, obey your husband. I don't know who said that. I don't know who said it. There's somebody back there, though. I ain't going to say Somebody, I heard you. I heard you say Amen. 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 God bless you. God is good. Amen. Amen. We thank God for that testimony. Thank God for his covering power. Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? Why don't you stand? Hallelujah. Why don't we sing that together? Let the church...
Now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.